This week on the Pushball Lace Podcast, we talk about the most challenging part of our PT businesses, and we play Would You Rather. Three, two, one. Lucky Charms milkshakes. Hey guys, welcome to the Push Pull Legs podcast with myself, Damik. And me, Tom Hall. What's going on, bud? Mate, I was so jealous of those, uh, those options you had. And, I, and it's funny, actually, because you know you posted on my Instagram, you posted on Instagram the menu of that second that second menu. Yeah, yeah. And it yeah. had like, Lucky Charms and everything. I was just literally typing, I bet you he goes to the Lucky Charms. And I didn't realise you'd put an arrow to it. I literally yeah. wrote it out, and I was like, I bet he's going to go to Lucky Charms. And I looked I up, and I was like, finger. oh, I've just seen the little finger. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, damn it. I was like, I got it right as well. It really gone. I just can read you like a book, mate, like a child. Oh, I am like a child. I just saw it, and I was like, I can afford the extra pound. I think it's because the other stuff. I think it's because like a Twix one. You can make it at home. I was like, yeah. Like Lucky Charms, it's just... <laughs> there's nothing fancy about a Twix, or Kinder Bueno would have been cool. Mm. I think that would have been quite nice. Milky Way, Reese's, that's just peanut butter, right? So... Snickers, yeah. this place is unbelievable. It's something like JD's Diner. By the way, if you're in Brighton, which I know isn't Amy, one of our Australian listeners, lives in Brighton now, or Hove, Hove actually. Um, if you've not visited, was it JB's Diner or JD's Diner? It's literally right on the front of near the lanes. Um, yeah, and the on the front of the pier. It's just incredible. Like so much food. Don't make the mistake of ordering a, a starter. Just go straight for a main. Can't finish it. Absolutely can't. Um, but yeah, the the milkshakes are unbelievable. And like, I showed you how much I got for like yeah. one order. That was I literally incredible. thought it was two two drinks. I was like, nope, that's my one order. Lucky Charms is amazing though. But <laughs> I love the the str- you struck out cotton. So of how many? There must have been about 15, 20, 25 different uh, ones. Yeah. You struck out cotton candy. Not a fan of cotton candy? Just be just sweet, wouldn't it? Just like sugar. <laughs> it I would be don't. very sugary. Uh, lemon and lime. Ugh, who the fuck's yeah. ordering that? It's not a creamy drink, is it? Um, what is that? Very hard to go back and forth. Creme brulee. What? That's just... That's I just, I, I just think it would be a bit funny tasting. Bubble gum. Bit weird. Again, just sweet. Pina colada. Might as well just have a pina colada. Yeah, I don't like coconut, so... Uh, it's alright in a pina colada it's, it's, not, it's just coconut like milk in it or mm. it, people actually they usually make it which probably they do on, on a milkshake po- coconut ice cream so much better uh, Black Forest just not a fan not a fan tiramisu I like tiramisu a lot I, I just have the coffee one it would be better coffee would be better <laughs> yeah. but and also I did look at the malt shake but I'd had a malt like, like protein shake the day before and it was very very malty like a Maltese one so they could have done Maltese. That would have been basically the same thing, wouldn't it? Apple pie would have been fun. But yeah, yeah mate. Lucky Charms. Basically, what they did is they just shoved a load of Lucky Charms in the milkshake. And just so basically, a bowl, of, a bowl <laughs> of cereal. It um, was just like cereal and ice cream. It was amazing. It's good. Definitely something you should try and do. Just, just cereal get, ice cream, get your ice cream then sprinkle your favourite cereal on it. I'm down with that, mate. Absolute down winner. With that. Absolute winner. All right. Enough on the milkshake business. What's going on, mate? Yeah, let's actually give people some, some useful content rather than just jabbering. But no, um, nah. in, from my point of view, mate, it's very, very good to be back on English soil. I fucking <laughs> detest Paris. I hated Paris. It, I don't get it. I don't get what... It's not romantic. It's the fucking dirtiest place <laughs> in the world. The people are so rude. I didn't like it. 
Jesus. did not like it one bit. I'm so glad to be home. Um, also because I get to do this podcast with you with the video on rather than the audio. Although one of my clients messaged to say, thought it was actually a really good podcast. Maybe it's because you couldn't see each other. You weren't trying to have banter. You actually provided good content. And I was just like... Oh, what are you on about? Who was that? Who was Fucking that? Jamie. Fucking Jesus Jamie. Christ. You know it was Jamie. Just <laughs> um, content? Yeah, it was, like, it was good content. Man. I was like, well, you're not here for the good content, are you? So if you're here for the good know, content, mate... I don't actually know what we talked about last week. Um, that I did this. That's, that's what I mean. Is like He messaged me the day after, and I was like, I can't even remember what you said, mate. Like, I don't... People say that like we have a plan. <laughs> like, like we know what we're doing. I'm like, no, I'm just chatting shit to him. The next day, I can't remember what we talked about. I have to come um, up with a... Literally, straight after the show, I have to come up with a title. Otherwise, I forget. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think it was one with Harry Bow and, and Chris Froome. Oh, Harry Bow, yeah, yeah, that was good. I enjoyed yeah. that. Yeah. No, Chris Froome actually... and Harry <laughs> It did actually invoke a uh, a thought and some a reading session by me afterwards as well. So for the because I've been ill, down. I apologise to anybody who hears me coughing throughout this podcast. I've been off work. I haven't been to work since Friday. Um, obviously, there was a weekend. Get, and get the fucking violin out. I know, right? So but Hang on, yeah, he hasn't been to work, but was well enough to eat a Lucky Charms milkshake and go uh, I, I thought I was all right then, on mm. Saturday. And then yeah. I got Goodness. gradually... Turns out, doing a Brighton day trip and uh, killing myself on that day. Was not good for me. Sunday, crying. Didn't go to work Monday. I'm going to work Tuesday. I'm going to go to work tomorrow. Only a half day, though. So, oh. a little bit, maybe. I'll do four or five clients, if they can bear me, basically. Um, but... Not looking forward to it. To just going to give them your lurgy, mate. You're just going to cough all over them. See, that's the thing. Like, I realised that people are like, "Oh, but you work for yourself, so they need to lose money." But yeah, but I don't really want all of my clients and everybody else getting sick. Mm. Um, nobody wants that. I don't care who you are. It's just take the day off or just go home. Make sure it's over. Um, I'm pretty. I'm about yeah, what eight to, to ten lemsip capsules in now. So I'm pretty much on the back end of it. I feel so. It's just after, I, it takes me about an hour and a half to get rid of my kind of morning croaky voice. Um, so that'd be interesting. I'm actually taking on a new client tomorrow. Referral. Ooh, doesn't um, happen very often, does it, mate? Doesn't, no. I'm actually, look, I counted it back. I haven't taken on a new client in nine months. Oh, well, there you go. In other news, if any, of you, if any of you guys want to be a client of mine, let me know. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm, take, I'm taking on new clients. So uh, anyone? Some new clients, yeah. This is a one-to-one client, not an online one. I ain't got any room there. But... Uh, yeah. <laughs> I thought your one-to-one was like fully rammed, packed out. It is. It's only because it's summer, so I can squeeze them in. Oh, uh, you got some gaps. I've holidays. got some gaps for the summer holidays, and then we'll, I'll have to uh, be really embarrassed and try and shuffle people around once everybody's back from their holidays. But yeah, over the summer, a few gaps start forming because obviously where yeah. I work in Marlebone, that people, instead of taking their, like... People used to take a couple of weeks off, maybe summer, a week or two. No, it's generally like, they'll. If, how long have the kids got off? Six weeks? Yeah, I'll take that then. Uh, and if they go private school, it's even longer. Uh, yeah, they literally have so long off, don't they? They're just like, yeah, I'm going to go to Switzerland for a little bit, then I'll go to America, go to Canada, all this kind of stuff. So, yeah, I'll reconvene. My actual real work schedule hits back September, so I'm kind of... Uh, I'm an R in about 15 sessions, 15, 20 sessions a week at the moment. Yeah. So I actually have to do some other work, don't I? Uh, you do have other work to do, mate. Yeah, yeah I know. It's actually very but, sad. Yeah, no, in, uh, but no, in all seriousness, if anybody, I've actually now got more time in my schedule. My schedule has got a little bit easier. So if anybody does actually want coaching, Wonder why. Um, just drop me uh, a message. Drop me a message on Instagram, and I'm more than happy to have a chat with you for 20 minutes about coaching, answer any questions you got. 
if you want. If you, even if you think it's, you know, you just want to find a bit more out about it, just let me know because I'll ring and you. And if anyone has a 20 minute chat about Dan, then I'll oh, well, I mean, just do that. You don't need to do that because you know, <laughs> you know if you need to know about me from this podcast. So, you know how it is. Yeah, that's all right. All right, we've got a list of things to talk about because apparently Dan uh, was trolling somebody this week. Um, no, no, no troll, no troll. Just, no troll. Um, it, was just, it was just a post <coughs> I put out. Like and a, the way you just kind of did it pre-recording in our pre, pre-recording meeting does sound a bit trolly. Yeah. It does sound a bit trolly, but I, I'll explain why it's not and, and whatever. Because I preempted it on my Instagram stories. I was like, I guarantee oh, you, yeah, basically, 24 hours. Basically, you like, put it out there, then you were reeling them in, reeling them in, and just you're like, oh, let's see what I can catch. See yeah, because I, I put catch. this post out. Uh, well, let, let's, let's, go, let's go into it, shall we? Right now, let's start. So <laughs> I put a post out on Instagram. Um, and you know my posts, they're a bit tongue-in-cheek. And I've been... I've had my wrist slapped about them. I need to explain more about the context, blah, 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 blah. But I put that, I, I kind of put like the lies and then the real talk bit at the bottom. So the lie is people say, my problem is I just don't know what to eat to lose weight. And my comeback to that was, let's start with just eating what you already eat, but just a bit less of it. How about that? So basically then in the caption, I was like, look, if you have two glasses of wine a night, have one. You know, if you have a sandwich, crisp, and a chocolate bar for lunch, eat half of it and throw the rest away. If you make a chili con carne with rice for dinner, half the portion, put the other half in the Tupperware and have it the next day. And I was like, you will lose weight. Like, it, fact. The problem is people do that and then they get hungry and then they overeat on snacks and shit. But anyway, the point of it was that portion sizes are more important than food choices. Like, there's nothing magic about foods we eat. It's just calories in, calories out, as you guys who listen to us know. So... And then I posted on my stories and I was just like, look, I guarantee you within 24 hours, someone is going to say it's not that simple. And I just put at the bottom, is it really that simple? Question mark. Let me know what you think below. <laughs> and then I had, a, I had a comment and it was, um, and it's from my cousin, which is why I can't work out if it's a troll or not. I can't work out if she's doing it as a joke or if she's serious. But anyway, the comment was, but we all know it's not that simple because if it was really that simple. We'd all have the bodies of gods and goddesses, right? Surely it's not that simple. I was like, no, it is that simple because the reason we don't have bodies like gods and goddesses is because people don't train hard enough. They don't train well enough. Um, but also they don't stick to a calorie deficit for long enough. They don't. They, they do it for a few days. They get bored and then they eat more food. And like my argument fundamentally is if you just eat less of the food you already eat, you will lose weight. Because it is that simple. But it also goes back to it's one of the things I think you wrote a blog about it. It must have been about like four years ago that it still sticks with me that losing weight is simple but it is hard yeah it's simple but it's not easy yeah. it's like people confuse those two they think those two words are are, are the same. same and it's fundamentally simple of course you're going to be sat there eating dinner half a portion and be hungry of course you are and the the hard bit is to then go right well i'm not going to go and overeat i'm not going to go and do that but my point was that if for four weeks you did that you'd lose weight and after those four weeks you'd see motivation and you'd be like right i'm ready to do this now then you need some help and then you need some coaching about right protein, vegetables, high volume foods and all this sort of stuff. And anyway, I posted on my Instagram stories about why it is that simple, but it's not that easy kind of thing. And one of my clients, Louise, who listens, she'll love a, a second shower in about eight weeks. Fucking, that's enough now for the rest of it. <laughs> um, but she said to me, she was like, look, like it's a great, it's, you know, it's a bit blunt post, but your, the value you added on your Instagram story was, was brilliant. And you need to put that in the post kind of thing. And I was like, okay, how can I do that? Because it loses a bit of punch if you just write a really, really long caption, all this sort of stuff. So anyway, I kind of decided that of a way I'm going to do it. Um, 
because obviously not everyone who watches reads your posts then watches your stories so it's only really your proper viewers that watch your stories who are going to understand the post anyway like people would know what i meant by that um so yeah it was just interesting to kind of you know people can obviously misconstrue things but the fact remains it is that simple it's like you said, it's not that, it's not easy to do it but it is as a mathematical equation that's simple. If someone's eating 4,000 calories a day of food and it's shit food. If they eat 2,000 calories a day of that shit food, they're probably going to lose weight. Probably. If they halved it, they probably would. Likewise, if someone's eating 3,000, they halved it to 1,500, they'd lose weight. Like it's, it's not hard to kind of figure out. Yes, their protein would be off. Yes, their vegetables wouldn't be that high enough maybe, but that's not the point. That's not the point. Um, but anyway, it was, it was kind of funny just to, just to do that. And it's those kind of posts, I think that make people think and make people kind of go, well, is it right or is it wrong? Because it is right. Fundamentally it's right, but we know that you can't do that forever, but it's a start and it's all that sort of stuff of going into the journey and whatever. But I just thought it was interesting. I like posting it, questions. Like- it is an interesting thing. Cause I guess when you post about it like that and you're like, it's this simple, then immediately, I'm sure you probably got people going. Oh, but surely, yeah, you say their protein won't be, won't be adequate, or like they they're not getting enough carbohydrate. Maybe the balance isn't right. Or maybe they don't know when they're taking those meals, and they start missing basically missing the forest for the trees. Right? They focus on the minutia before they hit the kind of whole Exa- exactly. point of it, and exactly. the, they they almost want want to make it complicated mm-hmm. to do it. And you're like, no, no, no. Just, and, and, just... The thing, and, and the thing is with it, like, the only way you'd make that more complicated is to go, right, half the amount of food you eat and then double the amount of protein. Like, yeah. that's, that's the next level of advance you need to go. Like, don't even go any more advanced than that. Like, and then you can just go, look, then you need to start thinking, substituting things like your rice and your chili maybe for loads more veg so you get more food volume and all that sort of shit. And uh, again, like, it goes into actual coaching, into actually helping someone. In, and I'm not going to give that away for free because it's fucking stupid. But <laughs> it's, it's just that whole thing of, it, it, it is fundamentally about that and it is about halving that amount of, of calories you're eating and you're going to get to a position then where you're then teachable and you're then going, okay, well, now I understand that for half my calories, I'm going to be able to move on from that. Um, but it, again, even if you did that where you halve the food and double the protein, again, that's not complicated, but the point of the post was people look for magic foods. They kind of go, oh, I don't know what food to be eating for fat loss. It's like, it doesn't matter. And people kind of, again, like you say, they miss the, the forest for the trees. They they focus on that, but their protein won't be at two grams per kilo body weight. It doesn't fucking matter. They're not training hard enough to worry about it. Like, it's a, it, Again, it's that whole thing of I post for the majority of people in the world, not the minority who already train their nuts off and need a little bit of extra help. Like, Obviously, that's not going to work for you. But it, it still would work for you, but it's not optimal for you. And it's kind of that whole thing of just because something's not optimal doesn't mean it doesn't work. Um and it just, it just, I think I like to make posts that get people thinking. Like, and the amount of people, like I said, I had comments, I had Instagrams, and it's like I'm making people think about what I'm saying. And maybe that's a bit of a dickish thing to do. I don't know, but um, it, it, it's just like what invoking for what a dick. Well, no, because, no, some people want just <laughs> fucking, some people just want it laid out for them, right? They want it. They just want a plan. They go, tell me what to eat and when to eat it. It's like it doesn't fucking but, work like that. Then, that doesn't help you. But then they're not going to be your clients. Exactly, just exactly. But it's just interesting, I think, to kind of post those questions every so often and, and like talk about them on a podcast. Because again, I stand by what I said, even when I explain it. I stand by what I said is factually correct and actually is true. Um, it's just that, yeah, there are some caveats that make it a bit interesting, but it still comes back to 
do I agree with what I posted? And it's yes, I do. Like, otherwise, I wouldn't have posted it. And I would have trolled it, but you were too ill. I'm too ill. I've I've literally not been on Instagram for days since Brighton. Just haven't bothered. Yeah. Just yeah. Nobody wants to see me ill. A bit weird. And they wouldn't know. No, exactly. So yeah, just sat that off. Just watched as much catfish as possible. And I know for a fact that my good friend Dan Meek is a massive catfish fan as well. I love catfish. I just yeah. didn't get the time to it recently as I used to. But it I is literally on it. from like 1 or 2 p.m. till about I think the problem, 7 p.m. It's amazing. I think the problem for me was I um, I watched so many of them that I just, I, every time I watched it, it was repeats. And I was just like, like, oh, oh, they, they've, they've, they've got new ones on like a Wednesday night now at 8 p.m. The best, one, the best one ever was still when the guy thought he was seeing Katy Perry. <laughs> the woman was in front of him going it was me it was me and he's like no katie's punking me here she's, she's punking me and she was like no there's no katie it was me and he was like no i don't believe it. it's katie it's definitely katie <laughs> just like how do you think that katie perry is messing you oh it's oh, just some fucking... of them are just it's mad like one of them been going on for like 10 years and just just like how how many excuses can they lit it. I don't get it. Like ten years, and they haven't been able to video chat ever. You've always your yeah. phone's broken, or what? Or I've, oh, my camera's been done, or no, I'm using my brother's phone, or something like that. I just I don't get that. It's very. Hard it's, the, it's like it's the equivalent of me and you doing a podcast and me going, oh, just have a look and see what you look like. Oh, I can't. No. Can't do it. No, it's not for this long. I'd have been a bit like, hang on a minute, it's a bit odd. <laughs> there was there was one today who pretended to be like. So she pretended to be a different person called Alexa, but she pretended she created this whole other like her family. So she pretended that she had sisters called Lexi and Alex, <laughs> and she was named Alexa. And I was like, "How thick can this person be?" She's just yeah. like, and then she used to change her voice depending on when she was on the phone to people. <laughs> and then she was black as well, and she was obviously pretending to be a white girl. Very, very strange when the people, like, obviously Neve, like, rocked up. And uh, then, but she still pretended, even though whilst they were there, and Neve was like, I'm pretty sure you're the girl. You're Alexi, Lexa, whatever your name is. And she was like, no, no, she's not in. I'm her sister, but I'm uh, I'm adopted. What? No. <laughs> this doesn't happen. It's just like people just love like, lying, don't they? I think they, they just, just love she lying. Was about she was like, I created them when I was 14. Now I'm 20. Obviously, I realized it was wrong. Like, but I just didn't have the heart to tell him. Like, oh, it's it's just so funny. Weird, I do. I feel sorry for some of them, but then I don't feel sorry. Oh, I, no, I don't. Like I don't. So gullible. It's unreal. I don't. I don't feel sorry for any of them in a way because it's just like, like you said, with the excuses and stuff. Like it's just, you know, like you're just an <laughs> idiot. Like if you're if you're in a relationship with someone purely online for two years, you've never met them, you never spoke to them over you're the not phone in a relationship or whatever. Like, yeah, you're not, you can't love them. Like, what are you loving? Like, you're loving a computer screen. Like, get an app, download a Tamagotchi app. Like, just fucking, like, seriously, <laughs> remember them. Um, like, everyone, anyone our age will know what the hell that was. Yeah. Anyone younger or older will be like, what the fuck? I think Tamagotchis are still around, aren't they? I think they probably are, but they were, they, they were peaked when we but, were younger, right? But, but they haven't changed. They're still the same, like, weird, they not? like, oh, wow. Game Boy graphics. I'd have thought it would be, like, an app or something by now for a oh, phone. There must, there must be an app for it. Must yeah. be an app for it. Um... <laughs> yeah, it's like how can you fall in love with that? I don't, I don't, I don't get it. But um, you know, me and Laura watch it sometimes. We used to when we used to watch it. We were like, we never, we just like you're an idiot. Like you deserve what's going on. You can't do that. Like, it's and then off. some of them, some of them mad. Like this, this one was like, hang on a minute, that's 
This person you're talking to, they haven't seen for five years, is 45 minutes down the road. Like, yeah. come on, uh, <laughs> just get the car, drive down. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Just try and find them. Uh, if you really think, uh, there we are. Yeah, hilarious. Um, <laughs> right, we've got um, random questions, mate, because uh, I've forgotten to answer. We got most challenging part of your PT business. Ooh. I thought that's an interesting, uh, interesting question. The most challenging part. Uh, oh god, there's so many. Um, Getting clients for you? Oh well, yeah, well, no, <laughs> like, but gen- I think genuinely, if you are not really a salesy person, you're not very good at making sales pitches and trying to explain to people what it is that you do and and the benefits of a, of that for for people. It is very very difficult to be salesy. I, I don't think many people. I know that um, Sook says it a lot he's like he hates the you know the word sales he doesn't like feeling salesy and i think there's an element to it where you know you get into our business because you don't want to do that kind of thing and i think the, the people in our industry who do have the most clients are just very good salesmen and they're not afraid to, to kind of talk about how good they are and i just yeah. for me it doesn't come naturally to, to shout about how amazing i am I, I shout about how amazing my clients are but again i think sometimes um in the industry i see a lot of coaches and i'm just like I couldn't do that the way you do it, but that's fine. That's the way they do it. And I think I always prefer just pure honesty and just say, look, I'm not good at that or I'm not about that. And I think I'm too nice sometimes with the whole process, but, um, I think that's a challenge for most people. So I don't, I'm, I think that's quite a, a generic thing. So I don't think I'm going to, that is something, but I, I'm going to give something that's a bit more personal to me and something I'm getting better at and something that I think is really important to get better at is dealing with negativity. Um, Sorry, man. You're, you're, yeah. you're never going to be the right coach for everyone. So you're going to have clients who don't get on with you, who don't like you, who don't like your methods, and that's fine. There's nothing wrong with your methods. It's just that they, you just, there's just not a right click. Um, we've both had that. In fact, we both had the same client, Tom, pass from you to me, and then I was like, fuck him off. He's not bad. Like, <laughs> it just was never going to happen. Um, so there was, there's that. Um, but then also with like obviously social media and the online world and stuff like that is – I'm a lot better now when I get a negative comment of just kind of like laughing it off and going, right, well, you're just not my demographic. Like, I don't care. Um, so like when you get someone say to you like, oh, yeah, but you're not big. It's like, well, compared to who, mate? Like what? Compared to someone who's juiced up to their eyeballs competing on stage? Well, no, I'm not. But I'm not trying to be. And I think in the early years, I used to let it really get to me. And I let that negative comment really dig in. Like, Again, I've been watching a lot of Sook stuff recently. For some reason, it keeps popping up all over my Facebook page for uh, feed. <laughs> um, it's everywhere. Um, but he put a video out which was about the, the the negative. You always focus on the negative things. So he was basically saying his example was: if you have eight calls that you're trying to make sales on, and you close six of them, and two of them you don't, you stress and worry about those two that two. are wrong. And you're like, oh, I did, I did really bad. I didn't convert those two. And it's like, hang on a minute, you converted six. And likewise, if you get 100 positive comments on a, on a Facebook post or a YouTube video and you get one bad one, you think about the bad one. And I think that the best thing, that that's been the hardest thing for me to learn very, very quickly is to, to ignore that. Uh, and, and just joke about it now. I just literally troll people back. I'm just like, whatever, mate, whatever. Like, I don't even day on my, like, on my post, I, on an Instagram post, I just said, like, um, that meal, you know, meal frequency doesn't matter. Probably, you know, the best thing to do is probably eat less meals in a day. And someone was like, oh, you're promoting, you're promoting an eating disorder. And I was just like, fuck off. Like, you're an idiot. Like, obviously, you've been affected by that personally. And your personal bias has affected how you read my post, whatever, and whatever. And I could have worded it maybe a little bit better. But, again, 
she's never going to be one of my clients. So I'm just like, I don't really care that I've offended you because most people will have got something good out of that. And it's just that whole thing of you, you focus too much on, on the negative uh, and not enough on the positive good work that you do. I think the offending thing is is funny though as well because I think we both got better at that throughout the. Maybe time. it's just Probably. as you get older, right? Just Maybe as you get like... older, you you kind of decide what actually matters and that you care less. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> but it's like, oh, I'm offended by that. You're like, and don't care. So and <laughs> so what? Nothing. Nothing else is going to happen because of your offence of it or yeah. that you're offended of it. Like, you're not going to be able to find me. You know. Yeah, talk to me face to face. This is there a random thing to ever do. So, it, and, I mean, and, and also, also, also that's what the block people. buttons for, Dan. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> and, and that's the thing is, they never would say it to your face. Like, it just doesn't happen. Like, they're happy to say it online and and whatever. And they wouldn't, you know, they're the same people. Like you said, they don't have profile pictures most of the time on their fucking Instagrams. You're like, yeah, because you're just hiding behind this persona. Catfish. Shit. Yeah, literally. Um. But I think there's an element to it where it is, you know, kind of getting older and maybe you've had a bit more of it so you, you don't really care as much. But it is literally, I, I just, I'm getting so much better now at kind of going, um, me and Mike talked about like YouTube stuff. He's like, yeah, for every one person They're that loves worst. our videos, we're going to get one person that hates them because they don't like them. And that's great. And, that, and that's fine because it means we're polarizing people. You should be doing that. You should be finding a niche. You should be, you know, upsetting some people, but people will absolutely love you for it or whatever. Yeah. Not, in a, not in a mean way. Um, not like being personal about things like anything we post is never personal it's just jokes or whatever but um, just, banks, just, to finish, it, just, just to finish yeah bants always about the <laughs> just, to finish, just to finish up on this it's um ricky gervais's recent stand-up i fucking love ricky gervais um best comedian most intelligent <laughs> most intelligent i think and, and amazing and he's like yeah. the, the, you know the social media world is like it's so far removed from the real world, it's ridiculous. It's kind of like you put out a post, right? I put out a post on Instagram saying, um, you know, meal frequency, just reduce your meals and, you know, you're going to find that easier to lose weight or whatever. Um, and it's, it's like it's the equivalent of someone walking in a street and looking up at a, a lamppost and seeing an advert for guitar lessons. And it says, guitar lessons, take, this, take down this number now to book your lesson. And it's like someone going up to it going, I don't want guitar lessons! Like, and screaming at it. And it's like, no, it's just not relevant to you. Move on. It's not offending you. And it's kind of like people are so easy. They just want to be offended. People just want to be offended. And he's like, I don't care if you're offended. Like, that's not my problem that you've been offended. And he kind of always talks about, you know, he makes a lot of jokes about cancer, um, like paedophilia, like Africa, all this sort of stuff. And he's like, it's just words. Like, I'm not condoning any of this. It's just a word that evokes some sort of laughter. If you kind of get the joke, it's, I'm not condoning it. It's obviously awful. But if you can't laugh about these things, then fuck me. Like, it's just a depressing world we live in kind of thing. And it's just like, it hits the nail on the head for me because people are so easily offended by these things that they're just words that you've just taken massive offense to. And I think it's the same with like, infographs and stuff. It's like, if you don't agree with it, just move on. No one gives a fuck what you think about it. Like, if you disagree with it, disagree with it. But you're not going to change your opinion by after reading it, so just move on. Um, but yeah, it, like it's just ridiculous. People get offended because you put a post out, and it's like, well, I'm putting the post out to, to the world. It's not like I'm directing it at you and saying, you know, John Smith in fucking Reading, this, this is about you, mate. It's no, I'm just putting it out there. If you choose to be offended by it, you've been triggered. Obviously, it's hit a nerve because it's something personal to do with you. You feel that that's you, or you feel that you've 
you know, you've been affected in a, in a roundabout way by something I've said. Well, that's your problem, not mine. Um, I, I just quite like that whole way of doing it. I like that you're, uh, John Smith's obviously a very generic place, but your gen- like generic name, but your generic place is Reading. Well, that's because Ricky Gervais is from Reading. <laughs> I was like, Reading. All right. Mm. Yeah, sure. Slough would have been the, said London, like, the most but, boring yeah. one. Slough. John Smith yeah. from Slough. But yeah, I just think I, I just think that's the best way of thinking about it, and that's kind of the way I now think about the way I post things on social media is I'm putting it out there to the world. I'm not addressing it to so and so living at X address. It's like no, I'm just putting it out to the world. Wow. If you choose to be offended, then that's your problem. I, I'm not. I'm not picking anyone out. And like, that's the thing about the posts is none of my posts are personal to anyone. I'm not calling vegans dickheads. I might say the vegan diet is stupid, but I'm not calling vegans dickheads. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's a, there's a difference between. Like, I'm not being personal, I'm just saying the vegan diet's stupid, if you're not doing it for, for moral reasons. Um, I'm not saying that all vegans are idiots. Like, that's a bit different to saying, do you know what I mean? Like, it's how you word things. And um, that's kind of what I've learned. Anyway, that was the longest. Your, that was your, your longest, <laughs> the most challenging part of your PT business is offending people. All right, okay. Uh, <laughs> I think from a one-to-one point of view, um, looking at the back of like my last five years, I still think... Um, sounds like Billy Big Works. I don't have a problem with client acquisition or client retention, but also I've had this discussion within uh, like an educational background of how we're going to teach sales and PT because I think this is the one thing that people struggle with but I always fall back on quality of product and I'm like oh but how are they going to get in front of you because of like the quality of the product that other people have experienced and then Mm. most of my clients I either train husband and wife or partner or whatever or friend that's usually how it filters out um, on a one-to-one basis because you realize I'm not working with a mass amount of people probably I have 15 regular clients that I see um so that's generally how it works so i think the whole hard sales and like yeah you go buy packs and blah 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 this kind of thing has i've never really i've never done that i've never gone this is how much this is how much a pack is this is what's happening so i can't see that i realized i haven't got that much advice to give on that so i backed away from even writing anything in those modules for educationally because i was just like it's not my game i've I just rely on being a good fucking coach and then they'll want to come see you. So which puts me into more like the most challenging thing, I think, in regards to clients. It's not retention because I think they'll spend time with me, whatever, but it's the... uh, Sounds weird because I pride myself that I'm good at it, but exercise selection and boredom Mm. is something that I've... Because obviously I've had some of my clients I've had for five years, right? And... I've stated before that clients don't get bored of the same exercises. They get bored with no progression um, and no results. But there is a certain yeah. stage where Dan definitely knows this, that after three or four years, the clients probably aren't doing anything else to progress. And they're see- still seeing me, but they're still probably just thinking it of more of a workout. I'm not really fixing issues because we're just maintaining stuff. But it's still stuff that they have to do week in, week out. So I've got one... Because I'm thinking right now, I've got one who's the. This is the last client I took on nine months ago, like a label tear hip, um, very rehabby. Basically, I'm taking her so we, she doesn't have to have a surgery, and we're doing really well. She's lost six kilos, which is I said was the, the biggest thing. She needs to lose some weight, but we've also everything else has got better. Oh, well, he didn't offend her saying that, Tom. No, no, she's called a fat. It's fine. <laughs> Every, literally, everybody else has offended her for me, so it's fine. 
Um, yeah. But for nine months, I've I gave her this like matrix of fifteen minutes warm up to do, and she does it every single session. And I'm sitting there going, even nine months down the line, probably six months down the line, I was like, this must be fucking boring. Like, mm. have I got have I got to come up with stuff to like impress or? I realise she's she's in it for the long haul. She's blah blah blah. She texts me, whatever. She's fine. She loves the progress. Um, but there's some stuff that people have as staples, and they always will always do with me. And they always do like reset drills or like I posted something out the other day on TRX stuff that near literally 95 percent of my clients, if they can do them, will get like um, TRX rows, TRX pull aparts, and TRX like rollouts. As a, as a staple warm up, and I'm like, do they need? Do they get bored? Are they going to do this? So I was, I don't know, it's something in my head that I'm like, oh, I need to mix it up. I need to do this, but I realise that's is that a bad way of thinking, PT wise? Because you feel like, oh, yeah. then you just chuck shit like random out. Sometimes I do that in like the Metcon stuff. I'm just like, what will make you fucking knackered? All right, this yeah. bam 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 bam. Um, but it's weird. It's an interesting way of. I'm sure other people think this. Because I've realised it probably with our training as well, Dan. Every now and again, I've had like, ah, fuck this, I'm so bored. Like, I can't bother to yeah. train. We've fallen out of love with training before and realised, ah, I'm bored. I've been doing the same thing all the time, all the time. No matter what, it's just a slightly different variation of it. And then suddenly you pick back up. It might be a lull, but I'm trying mm-hmm. to abstain that from my client. Um, but yeah. I, th- I think you're better off being that way than the guy who changes every single session every single time you mm. know like who doesn't have a plan like I think there's we've talked about before haven't we about having a loose plan and having a program and like you know rather than necessarily being like they're doing a single leg RDL it's more like okay they're doing a unilateral hip hinge and it's like well today we'll decide how they're going to do that you know then you know yeah. how strong they are in certain things and I think as you get old I think I'll be honest I think with trainers I think the older you get as a trainer the, the better you become at understanding yeah, that you don't want to do the same shit all the time, but there's certain fundamentals you've got to do and that you need to have a bit of fun. And and I think, I just think one-to-one and online PT is just, they're just polar opposites because I think as a one-to-one, I never, I'm the same as you, I never had to worry about client acquisition because like, I came in at the same time as you. I probably left at the same, I left with the same amount of numbers when I left as you were on. You're probably still on yeah. them now. You just get paid more per hour, right, than you used to when I was there. And That's the trick. And it was just one of those things where like, I had the same clients who came in two or three times a week. And for me, it was a case of, well, everyone else in the gym can see me working with the same clients every week, three times a week. I'm like, well, I must be fucking good because they're here. Whereas online, it's like, well, people don't, sh- people don't see them training. They don't see their, you know, them going to the gym, working out, seeing the changes, their, their clothes changing shape, them having fun, them having a laugh at the gym. And I think that yeah. as a one-to-one trainer, if someone in the gym is thinking about well, personal training and they see you working someone hard, having fun, being sociable, clearly like they are, they like you as a person and they want to spend time with you. They're like, hang on, that ticks all the boxes. Whereas as an online trainer, it's like, well, how do I convey that? How do I convey that actually every time I ring my clients that they, act, I think this is, could be, this could, could, could go horribly wrong, um, <laughs> but they get off the, they get off the phone with me and like, oh, I'm really glad I had that phone call. Like, I feel great. I'm really inspired. I'm motivated. I know the plan for this week. Um, and you know, over the weeks and months, they get that feeling of this is great. I've got the support network, I've got the accountability. That's the exact um, opposite of why I feel like every Skype call. Yeah, exactly, mate. Yeah, you dread it, don't you? Every half <laughs> half seven, you dread it. Um, but like, it's, it's and so that's hard as an online coach. It's a lot harder to convey that that you are again, like in terms of like you talk about retention and stuff. Like, I think as an online coach, I probably have a, a pretty decent retention rate. I've got clients looking at it here. 
I've still got one client who I used to train one to one PT. Still got him as an online client now. Oh, and that God, was, who is it? Was that three, two and a half, three years ago? Um, Joe. Joe. Oh, he doesn't. He doesn't train at our gym anymore. I yeah, he's training anymore. Um, but again, I've got some. <laughs> I've got some clients that I've had, like I said, for, for fucking like yeah, two and a half, three years. So, but how do you convey that online? Like, I can beat you there, do, mate. I've like, what do people? But, but how you know you put a post out about that and people go, who the fuck cares? Because. If, <laughs> They don't see the the benefit of that. They don't understand, well, why is that good? They might look at it and go, oh, you haven't got results with them because they've been with me for that long. It's like, well, no, the fact is I've got results with them time and time again and they keep seeing improvement that the reason they're with me. But that's the thing, whereas in the gym, it's like, well, no, they're with them, they're training with them, they retain them because they're having a laugh, they're enjoying it and they clearly get and also, benefit. I think, I think they, they, you, you've turned it into, they, I guess the positive side of this is, You've you've started to make them realise it's a way of life and it's part mm. of their life instead of an expense and ex- added extra that they've had to go out and do. And now it's just no, that's my thing. I do this. And that's the it's thing. Like part PT, of my work right? or whatever. It's the same yeah, with yeah. PT, isn't it? It's, you know, you used to get the clients who you know you you think some clients you know if they they're training with you three times a week, Tom, they're spending over a grand a month on personal training, right? Sad, and, isn't it? And yeah, and look, um, yeah, I mean, fuck me, that money. <laughs> uh, I mean, I'd buy a boosted board instead of training with you, but. Whatever. Um, like, but again, as a percentage of their overall income, it's probably the same as what maybe an online coach would cost for someone else, right? Because they're just yeah. fucking loaded. But like you said, the point is that that's what they do. They three times a week, it's part of their lifestyle that they are, they do that now, and they feel good, they feel healthier for it. And it's about doing that. And like you said, as an online coach, it's not just about going right week one to week twelve. Here's your transformation. It's actually how can we maintain a leaner physique, build upon that, and then cut down again, and then build upon that again, and create that personal training kind of life cycle i suppose and like that use part of your life in the online world because on the online world it's so driven towards 12 week transformation change your whole life in 12 weeks it's like it doesn't work like that um so it's kind of hard to convey that in the in the loud noisy online industry that you help people get a transformation and then you help them come out of it and build get bigger and build upon that and then get another one and build upon that and get another one rather than just you know, competing with the people that are like, this guy did, got this shredded into our weeks. Yeah, he was also on Clen, Test, and Anavar, but whatever, like, don't worry about it. Um, so it's just, yeah, that's where I think the, the differences lie in the one to one and the online. Um, yeah, interesting. Interesting, mate. Very interesting. I think it's an evoking question. Good. Um, also, I did mention something off the back of, yeah, last week. I think I mentioned something about reps in reserve and, uh, Something to do with that training. I don't know what I did, but um, I started reading into because I was reading into RP scales, reps and reserve scales, and oh, it was the like uh, quality reps and stimulating reps. But there was uh, <coughs> some some research that start. Well, I wanted to kind of read up about, and it kind of got me thinking about like. Uh, so this is off on a tangent of what was happening last week about stimulating reps, and this is more bearable for. This is more bodybuilding and muscle gain and stuff Dan should be focusing on and against kind of looking at it from obviously we go volume load, volume load, volume load is like the be all and end all of accumulating like muscle tissue, blah, 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 blah. Wonderful. And we've said like go back and listen to about three weeks ago, we, we outlined how many reps you meant to do for gaining like weight or whatever. Um, apparently that was good about three weeks ago, we think Dan. Um, but there was, there was some research on – because obviously – Volume load is all very well, but you need to do it at a certain percentage of your 1RM or a certain percentage of your muscle thinking it's working hard for it to have a stimulating effect. 
and that's what the reps and the, the reserve scale like outline so if somebody doesn't know what a reps and reserve scale is basically if, if it was minus two you're going to you feel like you've got two left in the tank you're pushing reasonably hard you'd say down yeah i'm guessing yeah. so you, yeah so you if, if you hit five when you think you've got seven in you um but for that for to recruit the the amount of muscle fiber or whatever to actually create a stimulus you actually have to have stimulating effect so it's generally there's a general rule of about like five to ten like actual stimulating reps before you basically fatigue and flame out um there's an interesting stuff about um training with like moderate loads in straight sets instead of like step down sets which is probably the way to go in terms of weight um and realizing the level of what fatigue can start out so and people starting way too light and then on a straight set staying there for like say five sets of 10 is a classic thing but if you use the reps and reserve scale your five sets of 10 at your first set and your five sets of 10 at the second set is a massive difference mm-hmm. so there was some studies on bench press um so and saying they were so they kind of said they probably had about seven reps left in them so they could probably do 17 reps with their five by 10 weight but by the end they could only do 10 so they were pretty much gassed out so if they only meant to have so what what would you use a reps and reserve scale how how many reps in reserve would you ever give yourself like maximum like five three oh not even that high yeah not even that right i I don't think you can even quantify it above three i think you kind of know when you've got three left and and even when you think you've got three left you're probably like probably grind something you're like oh god that's like a that that feels like a lot if you're lifting 100 kilos that's 300 kilos you're leaving out there i'll I'll be honest i think with reps and reserve i i can i think you can only properly use it at at minus one like i think you either go in you either go into failure or you're going one shy of that. Like so it's... this is the, the kind of the point of the study was to look at it, realizing at five sets of 10, using a reps to reserve scale of how you're meant to be tracking your load or your kind of stimulating effect is reps and reserves at set one was about 17. And then it dropped to about 15, 13, then you're at 11 and 10. So in theory, the stimulating reps were only, it was like zero because you had seven reps in reserve. And then again, zero because you had five reps in reserve, and then you only had two stimulating reps because you only had, you had minus three, essentially. And then you got two reps in reserve, three stimulating reps, and then five stimulating reps. So, is the volume load meaningful if you do straight sets at a weight that you think you can hit by your last set? Is that beneficial, or should you possibly to be more optimal? again but should you have started at a higher weight and then dropped it as you go through as you fatigue so mm. it's an interesting one to look at when you're looking at people using linear model or a straight sets model um possibly possibly not that great if you're looking at actual stimulus especially for five sets right but maybe you don't do five sets if you're realizing in a straight five sets of 10 uh, a 70 percent load um you only hit to 10 stimulating reps out of 50 mm. that's shit yeah, you want to be aiming for twenty-five, I'd say. Mm. So, <laughs> yeah, pretty damning in terms of some of that evidence. Um, who's that by? That was two thousand and twelve. I was just looking at reps and reserve stuff. 
So it was data collected from competitive male bodybuilders, did five sets of 10, 70% RM, a bench press, and with five minutes rest in between. So they were pretty fucking resting. Um, mm. So they're pretty much gassing it out when they've got only zero and they're professional bodybuilders. So interesting way of looking at stuff. You probably want to start looking at their training a little bit more and realizing maybe I need to push the weight a little bit higher for my first couple of sets and then drop it instead mm-hmm. of going completely the other way around where people will hit like an ascending load and go from like, I'm going to hit 30s, then 32s, then 34s, then 36s. Probably doing fuck all for you, mate. Yeah. Um, go the other way down. That's it. It's like, it's one of those <laughs> things where like, I, we've done it before. We do like, you do back off sets. So you do two like hard working sets and then you go, right, well, I'm going to do say 36s or whatever. And then you go, right, I'm down to 32s for the last set yeah. and as many reps as I can. Rather than doing the other way around, doing like 32, <laughs> 34, 36, you'll probably find you do better reps, more volume overall if you did it that way around. But um, yeah, but then it doesn't fit into the magical volume load model. So yeah, we don't, like we that, don't know. We don't know. It could be just training for feel. Fuck it. Body doesn't know anything. But <laughs> invoking, invoking for anyway, that's what Dan tries to do. Maybe you'll make mm. a post about it. That's a little bit too confusing, I feel, for your general population. Uh, but if you got that, then you're better than 99% of PTs out there. Good. Yeah. <laughs> um, right. So, new feature, mate, because we had to have new seg. Uh, would you Never rather? New seg. Would you would rather? You... It's basically, basically whether I have, uh, it's like Tom and Dan's sleepovers. <laughs> Do that. Yeah. That'd be really weird. Spin the bottle with Tom and Dan. Awful, wow, that sounds awful fucking awful thing odd. to do. <laughs> would you rather? Um, so did you so this is we're from uh, Johnston James, right? James, James James Johnston, Johnston. Yeah. he's a good laugh because he's like uh, he likes all the same music as me um, well you know, I mean that puts that's, I mean, puts, just, that's puts the point but down, I, I like this because I feel like I'm the one who should answer this because you can't because you're biased uh, well okay the question the question biased. was so yeah. would you rather be bold or ginger <laughs> Dan's uh, as like we both agreed um, what the answer was. By is, the way, Isabel said you 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 had hair today on your Instagram yeah, stories. Yeah, so good. we I'm taking yeah. it to opticians tomorrow. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, so me and James both agreed that it doesn't matter because both of those are better than your hairstyle. So wow. it doesn't matter. But everyone knows you'd rather be bold than ginger. <laughs> Would I rather be bold than ginger? I don't know. You know. Still want hair. How do you know you've never not had hair? No, true. I've never been bald. Um, so you wouldn't know. I had facial hair as a child as well. So, so. you touch your fucking hair, mate. You need hair. I <laughs> <laughs> touch it so much it'll fall out. So um, I don't know. I'd go. I think I'd look ridiculous, like bald. Um, so I'm gonna go ginger. Get weird. <laughs> Cheers, mate. <laughs> All right, we've got one more would you rather, because I, I think this is an interesting one. I've, I feel like it's going to be uh, easy, though. Would you rather be a world-famous athlete or world-famous actor? Athlete, every day. Athlete, every day. Yeah, I was thinking that as well. No. I I just, yeah, one. I think, yeah, 100%, because you don't have to... Yeah, it's part of your job to work out and look good, I suppose. It's part of that. I suppose actors do as well, but... Actors have to. I think I'd rather the, the competitive nature of being a, an athlete rather than just rocking up to a fucking... in front of a camera, having sex, being like, oh, I'm an actor. 
What? <laughs> what? what? what Wait, who said that? Who what? said that? Who said what? that? <laughs> <laughs> um, Jesus yeah. Christ, Daniel. Amazing. I thought you were talking about a different type of actor. Sorry, mate. I, uh, okay, that's different. Um, yeah. yeah. Just, that's, that's just, a, you've got a child. Jesus Christ. So? That's <laughs> not <laughs> bear any relevance. <laughs> Hope she's in bed. It's all right. All right, we got any more topics to cover to this week, Dan? I think I'm, I'm all out on my uh, little list. Oh, only stupid things, which I tagged you in again for the second time. I tagged you in something for the yeah, second. yeah. I did see that because I because we didn't down, talk about like, we didn't I, talk about I, it before. I swear, I swear we uh, I, I looked at that. We didn't, we didn't talk about it before as a stupid thing, so we'll talk about it now as a <laughs> stupid the thing. Handles these fucking like little handles. Like, do you remember those coats that used to have those really big like wooden like yeah the wooden sticks? It's kind of like they're kind of like big ones of those. Like you they kind go of, for a little hoop, don't they? Yeah, it's kind of yeah. like a bit of wood with a bit of. Um, material attached to it with another bit of wood like imagine imagine like a marker pen size bit of wood but attached to a piece of material with another one but it's like in the shape of like a clothes hanger yeah and it's basically like you wrap it around a bar and then use it to pull the bar up with like yeah but you can just pull the bar mate but you but you get your natural grip down and it was like, get your natural grip. And there's people there doing pull-ups. And I was like, just use a fucking ring or a pull-up bar. Like, why do you need these things to... It just was the weirdest contraption. And all the comments were hilarious. They were like, 40 quid for two bits of plastic. Are you taking the piss or whatever? Um, and literally, like, just grip the bar, mate. Like, don't be so stupid. And it's just like an Italian startup company. It was like, yeah, you're not going to go yeah. very far. You've just fucking... There's nothing about this that's unique or good. Just ridiculous. It was absolutely ludicrous because those kind of handles are already out there as well on like press up stuff. Ridiculous. <laughs> and it's all for pulling stuff as well. And you're like, nah, it doesn't really matter when you're pulling because we can just if 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 it is the the fact that the bar is just for pronation, the chances are we can supinate and go underhand, and then suddenly we fixed all our problems. And also, those cable like things have already already materialised. Um, so yeah, very odd one that one. <laughs> I mean, I was just like, "What the fuck?" It is a bit of a what the fuck moment. But I'll buy you some food birthday, mate. So absolutely fine. You're Thanks, mate. Massive lats from it. Great. <laughs> was it? Was it about like testing your grip strength as well? I won't test your grip. I don't strength. even know if it wasn't even that advertised about. That. I bet. I bet they used the word functional hypertrophy in there. Probably use the word functional or like absolutely. primal. Primal, primal yeah, yeah, primal handles. How you're supposed to grip things. What are you on about, mate? <laughs> the material was made of polyester. They didn't have that fucking back then. So uh, That's enough front of me. All right. Um, no news from me. Any news from Dan? Troll him on uh, Instagram, please. Troll yeah. <laughs> As, uh, yeah, apparently he... Ask insightful questions. The, the great just... thing now is I'm going to be like, oh, the negative comments don't bother me. And now they're all just going to be like, next, next week it'll just be Dan crying and yeah. uh, it's going to be really, really harsh. Get really personal as well. Yeah, yeah you'll fine. be like, yeah, but what do you know? You're skinny and bold. You're really <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, guys. Thank you. Thank Brilliant. you. <laughs> on, on that note, uh, we will catch you next week. See you later, guys.